You know, this week is indeed about shocking the system. From announcing that Mr. Fretz is part of our team, to announcing the fact that I will be going to the 35th Annual WrestleMania. Welcome to the Game Changer once again, ladies and gentlemen, where it is indeed time to change the game. I am indeed Nate the and Great, and I have a very special guest here today. I am being joined here by somebody that I've described as the Bobby Heenan of professional wrestling. His opinions can matter sometimes, but most of the time he likes to shoot his mouth off. But he is still an incredible individual, a member of the King of the Ring podcast, also Wrestle Attic Radio. Definitely check out a lot of the great stuff that he is a part of. He is indeed Mr. Willie T. How's it going, good sir? Yeah, man, I'm shocked. <laughs> there was there is a there was a lot of stuff going on here these past few weeks. Um, I'm still fucking mad at Dave for picking Kyrie Sane. <laughs> no. I was gonna try to fucking say that. If I have to eat that pepper because fucking Kyrie Sane and Dave despite me, I'm gonna make him eat two of them. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I am doing fantastic on this Friday. I was at the Story So Far concert. I bought a flag. It is hanging in my room. It's just a giant fish on it. And is it was a great purchase for twenty five American dollars. Nate, how are you doing? I'm ready to sh- get here, shoot the shit, and just see where this conversation goes. I mean, <laughs> as they say. I mean, I'm doing pretty fantastic right now. One of the things that I am definitely thankful for is the fact that I was able to get my tickets uh, today. Because you did mention that uh, one of your friends told us that. This event sold out in less than 30 minutes. Actually, yeah, shout out, shout out to my friend Ferdy who texted me. Like, like six, I woke up to six messages. Like, yo, I'm in line. Like, I'm in the virtual line. 33 minutes and counting. Let's go. I got this. Fuck, it sold out. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, wait, wait, wait. I woke up. I was like, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Back up here. What? <laughs> what do you mean it's sold out? <laughs> 70,000 seats. How can they sell out in like an hour? I, it literally took like less than an hour to do it. And I was having such a hard time with internet and with connections yeah. and they sold out really fast. I was thinking like, okay, I got this, I got this set of seats. Nope. Didn't work. Crap. How about this set? Nope. Damn nope. it. How about this? No. How about nope. this? I'm literally doing like, I think seven or 10 times just trying to get the right seats. And finally saying, Oh, Hey, these are available. Like, good. I don't care. It's fine. We're still going to WrestleMania. It's still going to yeah. be probably pretty good. Um, I say I say pretty good just because of how last year kind of went. Because well, let's face it, that main event match with Roman and Brock just absolutely sucked balls. So it was. That's because we made it suck balls. We kind of ruined it. I just I was so tired at that point. Like I just kind of sat on my hands and just watched the beach balls and listened to the chants. That's pretty much what I did. <laughs> but the, the card itself, like kicking off with Seth Rollins wearing that IC belt, the Ronda Rousey. Obliterating expectations, um, Oscar tapping. Like there was a lot of good shit. Oh, Kid Rock nowhere to be seen. There was a lot of good <laughs> things on that. There was a lot of good things on that card that uh, kind of go under the radar. John Cena getting squashed. You know, back in the day, I said John Cena was going to want to break the streak. Like when I first started watching wrestling, and realized the streak was a thing. I'm like, oh, John Cena is going to break it. Obviously, and I couldn't have been more wrong. He got squashed in like a minute and a half. <laughs> That was the one time, I think that that's the one moment where a lot of people are just like, you know what, we say a lot of shit about John Cena, but this moment right here kind of forgives at least part of it. Like, you know... know, The past few years of his career, he stopped being, I guess, selfish, for lack of a better word, or Vince stopped being selfish. was like, okay, listen, like, we're going to use you to put guys over in good matches, and you're going to win when you really need to. Like, the past five, four or five years of John Cena have been probably the best of his career, and that's why I'm the biggest John Cena mark out there. Yeah, I mean, honestly, look at some of the matches that he had in the last few years. I mean, people 
don't really give it too much credit, but I thought Roman versus Cena was actually really good. And, of course, a lot of fans were just shitting on it, saying, like, no, it's bad, it didn't live to our expectations. Like, what do you want from these guys? I mean, Roman is basically trying to be Roman, and Cena is doing everything. He throws, like, the kitchen sink at Roman, and literally, it wasn't enough. And I just remember that conversation that he was having, where it's like, you know, I think I'm going to try and change my finishing move. And, of course, you know, we got the awesome, quote-unquote, sixth move of Doom, which is like a, what, Super Saiyan punch or something like that? I don't even know. I don't know. Chan or someone on a new movie in China training and I don't know dude it just looks silly <laughs> it just looks silly it looks silly than his goofy dad haircut <laughs> his, his, like uh, his, his Channing Tatum Matt Damon Mark Wahlberg mashed up into one person wannabe fucking dad it's very weird it's very odd <laughs> yeah just the, the moment just seeing him with that hair I'm just like wow this is a uh, this is too weird for me. Uh, can you go back to when you had like that, you know, army style haircut and stuff like that? Yeah. At least, at least then you look kind of badass. Not full on, but at least sort of. But now you just look like you're trying to be a next Mark Wahlberg or something like that, which wouldn't be. It's not bad, but it's just one of those things. Where, like this just doesn't fit you at all. <laughs> hey, he played a great Mark Wahlberg in Trainwreck, that uh, fucking Amy Schumer movie. <laughs> that's right. You know, I I don't like Amy Schumer. I'm one of those people who doesn't like Amy Schumer. Uh, but Trainwreck was really funny. Mainly, not she wasn't that funny. But LeBron <laughs> James and John Cena were fucking hilarious in that movie. I'm not a big fan of SNL people either. Like, I'm not a big fan of Bill Hader either. I think he annoys me. So I was going to this movie like this is not going to be a good movie. But I left out so you know what there were parts of that movie that was really funny. <laughs> so <laughs> Bill Hader can say he scored on LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things where um, I talked about this earlier this week with SoCal Val that John Cena definitely does seem to excel when it comes to trying to portray like a comedy character. When he was doing like the whole action hero deal, this was of course where Cena was starting to build up as the, you know, oh, he won't stay down, he won't stay down. So people are just like, eh, it's hard to take him seriously. So what what the fuck? But now that he's doing a lot more comedy stuff, I mean, you mentioned he did Trainwreck. Uh, he was in the, I think it was uh, Sisters with uh, Amy Poehler and uh, Tina Fey. Uh, he was also in Blockers earlier this year, which I thought was absolutely hilarious. I thought teaming him up with Ike Barinholtz from Mad TV and uh, Leslie Ham was an awesome trio. They just knocked it out of the park, and I think it's definitely one of those uh, movies that I will be definitely putting on my list. Uh, hopefully next week I'll get to my list of uh, top movies of the year. Um, but yeah, that was one of those movies that it just started off the year with a bang, and I'm literally like, oh wow, this such a dark comedy, but so good, and I think John Cena was one of the best things about it. Oh, don't forget the best John Cena movie of all time, 12 Rounds. Oh, gosh. <laughs> dude, I'm, I'm, I'm not even kidding, dude. I, I went into 12 Rounds with zero expectations, and I came out going, you know what? I liked it. <laughs> I, I like the point where I'd probably watch it again. I might watch it tonight if I have nothing to do with fucking 12, on, 12 Rounds on with John Cena. <laughs> I think, if I remember correctly, I think, um, the, who the fuck's the, the creepy guy who hits on Sansa? In uh, Game of Thrones, Littlefinger. I think Littlefinger's the bad guy. <laughs> I might be wrong, but for some reason I just picture Littlefinger putting John Cena through 12 rounds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. When anybody has the nickname Littlefinger and they're trying to be a villain, it's one of those things that's almost hard to take them seriously, but at the same time, it's one of those things where it's like, dude, that could actually be one of those badass na names that just, you know, 
sends like a chill down your spine. It's like you'll be tested by Littlefinger. And there's a party that's got kind of... boxing movie. Oh my god, it is! <laughs> it is. I just I just IMDb, dude. Fucking it is. It's Littlefinger. I, don't know how the fuck I pulled it out of my ass, but I do. <laughs> that's dude, awesome. Uh, Peter Baelish, dude, dead ass. Like I have this, I have this talent. I might have touched on this the last time, last show. But I have this talent for just pointing out random people in movies and go, oh my god, that's so and so from so and so. Like we were watching, we were watching Freaks and Geeks. Uh, my brother and his friends were watching Freaks and Geeks when I was in high school. Um... And I go on, the main character, I go, is that the crazy chick from the asylum from Good Burger? <laughs> they're, like, they're like, what? And let alone, you go to IMDb, they go, holy shit, that is the crazy chick from the asylum in Good Burger, Demented Hills. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that is, that is amazing. And so I get to hang my head on being good at something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, w- I want to just uh, do this little random note here. I made a post earlier uh, about Ch- Chelsea Green. I said, like, I would want her to come out during, like, maybe, like, a uh, WWE show, maybe even during, like, NXT, and have her basically address the whole, you know, affair that she had with Daniel Bryan, where literally she just pop- comes out and just says, like, yeah, that was a bold-faced lie. Because let's face the fact that no world champion could handle a hot mess. I'm just like, dude, if she were to say that, I will literally lose my mind and say that she's my favorite wrestler. I don't care what anybody says anymore. She just she just literally took one of the worst angles of that entire year and she turned it into something amazing. But then I also said it after that. I said, like, I'm also hoping that she doesn't block me because I respect Chelsea. And then somebody responds after that saying, blocked. Then, now forever and thankfully i actually have her on my notifications and it said like chelsea green tweeted so i'm like oh thank god she has not <laughs> blocked me thank <laughs> god because i was worried that i was going to end up like uh like like dave where he uh got blocked by zelena vega <laughs> i want to know what he did man i seriously like want to like, like if i ever meet zelena vega I'm like yo Hey, with Tiana's called Dusty Dave, what did he do? <laughs> you can tell me. Well, I can't, what if you're going to tell me? I believe it. <laughs> like, 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 like I, I, at McKeeves, shout out to McKeeves, um, old Hofstra bar, on the sign it said, if, you, if, if Creepy Dave, meaning Dave, references you, get in for free. <laughs> so Dave has a moniker. As, like, Dave has a lot of monikers, but Creepy Dave is always in forever number one. <laughs> oh, man. I... I, it's always weird whenever you're, you know, just tweeting about something, and then you look at your Twitter, and it's like, wait, how come I can't, you know, tweet about this person? How can I get a tweet about them? And then you find out that you're blocked by them, and it's like, okay, what the f- did I do? Because I remember, I think, uh, a couple years ago, I was tweeting about Kevin Owens, and the next thing I know, I'm like, wait, I can't talk about Kevin Owens. Why is that? Look, at, look over, and it's like, oh, he blocked me. Okay, <laughs> I don't know what I did, but... That's, Ouch. But at the same time, you know, Kevin Owens is Kevin Owens, so maybe I did You kind of look, look like Kevin Owens. Maybe that's what it was. <laughs> maybe that's what it is. Yeah, he's, like, he's like, dude, his beard's better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If Kevin Owens is jealous of my beard, then that's one of those things where it's like, I'm sort of proud of that, but at the same time, I, I can't be Kevin Owens. He's he's Kevin Owens, goddammit. <laughs> oh, God. He's Kevin Owens. And, and now this, I'm... This, 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 Kind of a left field question, but this kind of this, this is a swerve, if you will. Congress made it a law that Donald Trump can't block people on Twitter anymore. <laughs> really? Like this, this is something something happened a while ago, and I think it's kind of bullshit. Like, <laughs> why can't he block someone because he's the president? Like, 
I've not, to my knowledge, I've never been blocked by anyone on Twitter, nor have I blocked anyone. Then again, I don't really use Twitter. I don't really get Twitter, to be honest. Right. But I, I don't, I don't know the shame or pride how it is to be blocked or block someone. But I think everyone should have the power to block someone, no matter who they are. Right. Hey, that's fair. I mean, I think that's just one of those things where it is pretty stupid that they just say like, "Oh no, nope, you can't block anybody." It's like, why? Are you basically just saying that you you don't have the right to, you know, free speech, basically? That's where it's going to boil down to. It's like, this is free speech. This is us, you know, expressing our opinion. And you're saying that our president can't do that? Wow, our country's going down the shitter real fast every single time they do something stupid like this. Just, wow. I, I will say this, that I, one of the people I am proud that I definitely blocked was uh, Enzo, especially after that stupid rap video that he did. Oh, like, his consensual penis? Yep. <laughs> oh, my. Hey, man. He's innocent. Uh, this is true. This is true. But it's just one of those things where he he does that rap video and still rubs me the wrong way. I'm like, okay, I kind of understand why people hate him. I'm not going to deal with him anymore. And I even watched the uh, interview with Simon Gotch where he actually buries Enzo. And I'm like, oh, that's why people don't like him. Okay. That makes even more sense for me to not want anything to do with him. Speaking of consensual penis, this is a weird segue. Did you hear the news about James Ellsworth? No. Does he have a kid coming? <laughs> uh, in the show GTS, he does. But um, no. in, re- in re- real life, I guess he sent some uh, naughty, naughty, naughty pictures to an under- to a minor. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, was it his chin? Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, except... Dude, uh, Minor, because every state defines minor in different ways. Uh, the ma- the like main in thing- Jersey, in Jersey, or maybe New York, or New- I know New York, it's seventeen. Right, right. But in other states, it's eighteen. So if he sent it from Jersey, he might be good. <laughs> <laughs> but if he was in California, you know what? We got some, we got some blurred lines there. I don't know, man. Call a judge. Call Kavanaugh. See what he says. Uh, there have been reports that mainly. The main thing they've been saying is that she's uh, underage, so again, that can go in so many different directions, but it's still one of those things where it's like, dude, are you seriously that lonely? And I think I remember, ah, oh, shoot, what, what was her name? I think it was uh, CM Smiley. What, wasn't it during your guys' show where she mentioned uh, he, like, hit on her or something like that? I can't remember exactly, but... Um, I don't think it was Ellsworth. Yeah, I think she said, it wasn't... It might have been CM Smiley because she's from Florida. I think she said Lars Sullivan hit on her. Oh, okay, okay. Or something like that. I mean, or yeah, it was it was someone. It's like Lars Sullivan <laughs> was like hit on her on Tinder or something, something like that. Like, which is hilarious because I mean, it, like to a point, you're famous, but but, but look damn. at you. Look, you look like a Keebler elf. Eight other Keebler elves and did steroids with Jose Canseco. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, like, then he's all hairy and bald and has pointy ears. Like, if, so- if someone wants 10,000 of him for his fighting Urukai. Oh, God. Okay, so I kind of looked up the, uh, the, the, re- like, what people are saying. Uh, apparently, she's, uh, 16. Is no, she- the, yeah, you know, that that's, um, that's a minor everywhere in this country. Maybe she's from, like, Thailand or something, but or some parts of Europe. But in America, yeah, 16. Yeah, don't, don't do that. 
I, God dang. It's one of those things where, oh, God, and there's people that have evidence about it. It's just one of those things where it's like, oh, God. I, it's another one of those situations where I guess it is, you know, innocent until proven guilty. But if there's evidence, it's like, dude, no, just why? Why would this even be? Uh, I. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, dude, you just, ba if you did, really did do this, you basically screwed the rest of your career. I mean, first part of it was. To dude, screw career. He's, he's screwed the rest of his life. He might have to be a registered sex offender. Where there's anybody who should be a registered sex offender that would be like, yeah, he's a registered sex offender, it's fucking James. <laughs> oh, I mean, look at him. But you, you mentioned innocent until proven guilty. I kind of want to avoid politics, but innocent until proven guilty is completely dead in this country. Um, you are now guilty until proven innocent. Um, with specific cases, um, if it's anything sexual, it's guilty until proven innocent, um, which is a kind of unfortunate. But if it's anything like, you know, legality, like a crime, yeah, you still have due process and all that bullshit. But this 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 is a, a whole other show that is actually in development. Nate, I have a new show coming. I'm going to break it on your show. All right. Um, is a new show coming. It's called You Mad Bro. Where it's with me and a, me and a friend are going to talk about what the fuck the internet's so mad about every week. <laughs> like, like this week would be... Oh, what was the... Fucking Serena Williams had something. Like, GQ put a magazine out of like all the men of the year. And they put out one of Serena Williams on the cover. And it was, in quotes, women, woman of the year. And people were all butthurt and angry because they used quotes for women. Wow. Holy I'm God. like, wait, 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 wait. That's what you're mad about? <laughs> That's what you're mad about? First of all, Cena Williams is a fucking animal. It's a fucking beast. So, like, that's the kind of shit we'll be talking about. Jeez. Uh, yeah, and honestly, it's one of those shows that I think I would actually listen to because the fact is, it's always interesting to hear the stupid stuff that people get mad about because we're in a point right now where you can't say, like, anything without somebody being offended. You can't even say, like, you know, they're wrong without somebody correcting you, just saying, like, oh, no, it's pronounced there. It's like, are you serious? You know what I meant? Just shut up and just answer my question. <laughs> are you really just going to be the part of the grammar police? Yes, I am. I hate you. <laughs> I, I, I need a tagline, but I'm thinking offend everyone. <laughs> like, because like, I, I am not... Democrat or Republican, I'm not registered for either. You know, it depends on the issue. I lean towards both. Uh, my friend is also the same way, and he just thinks very logically and uses history to back it up. So it's kind of like I want to get him going. <laughs> and it's just <laughs> a fucking tangent. And it's just so entertaining. It's been so many just drunk nights, like three in the morning, we're talking about whatever, just whatever. It was like, dude, this needs to be a show. <laughs> I, think, I, I, I think you're. Uh, first tagline should be offending everybody and then have like a parenthesis especially Dusty Dave since day one <laughs> dude Dave uh, Dave is so fucking PC <laughs> I, I do know like, I, I, I want to actually talk, talk about that because there's been a lot of times especially the last few weeks where you and him get into some very heated conversations whether it's about something that's you know really dumb or something that's like wow uh, I did not expect this to be a big deal, but now that they've kind of brought it like this, it's like, okay, this is actually kind of a bigger deal. I mean, of course, you know, you guys do talk about wrestling, but obviously there's something there where literally the two of you just get so heated in like, you know, you could be like calm and collective, and then next thing you know, it takes one snap of a finger, and it's just like... It does. 
it's like, you know, you hit the switch, here's the heat of conversation. And that's the best example was this past week with in Kings of the Rings where he, out of spite, picked Kyrie Sane over Shayna Baszler. <laughs> fucking asshole. Fucking asshole. <laughs> see, see, here's the thing. I... I love fucking with Dave. It's one of my favorite things to do. I'm going to be straight up honest. Uh, they say in life you have, you can only, I, I will defend Dave to the end of my days. Dave is one of my best friends. They say you can count your best friends on your hands. On You have five best friends in your life that come on your hands. Dave's a middle finger. <laughs> Dave, Dave, Dave is one of my best friends, but on that hand, he's the middle finger. Um, specifically on the show, like, I'm a character. I play a character, and part of that character is making fun of Dave. <laughs> and it brings a it brings a lot of entertainment and fun to the show. And but I love Dave. Like it's, it's like one of those things. Like if someone else fucks with Dave, I'll tell him to go, I'll, t- I'll be the first one to tell him to fuck off. Like, like, I don't, only I can fuck with Dave. But no, like sometimes he does. He just takes it. I think he takes it a little too personally. Just like Dave is fucking around. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's like when he fucks around with back with me, it's like ooh. It stings. It stings, dude. It's like you do it with malice, I do it with love. <laughs> it's, 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 even it's, even it's, listening to sound, I'm gonna get a group. Well, fuck you, man. Like, I'm just waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. When is your show release? Uh, I think it already released right now. It released earlier today. So. No, no, you, you did this show recording right now. Oh, it's gonna be recorded. Like probably, it's gonna be out like after we get everything all said and done. So it's gonna be like an immediate deal. Alright, like so I'll be hearing about it in an hour and a half then. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, will be, I will be sure to have, you know, uh, Dave uh, tagged in this and just being like, oh, we talk about you and it's one of the best things ever. <laughs> Love you, Dave. Uh, Most of the time. <laughs> uh, shout, shout out to you, Dusty Dave. Awesome individual, and looking forward to trouncing you next month. But, because he and I still have to figure out the tiebreaker, because literally, uh, I'm still pissed about this. And this is where... I think this is where the origins of my beef with uh, Demon Diva, uh, Issa from Rant With That comes from. The fact that fucking Brock Lesnar decides to come in during the Roman Reigns Braun Strowman deal. It's like, if I would have lost, I would have been okay with it. Like, I had no problem losing to you at Super Show because there was not, like, stupid endings or shit like that. There was just some parts of it. You have to watch a movie. That's all you have to do. You have to watch a movie. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where. <laughs> watch Super Showdown. It's like some parts are just really, really sad. Not as sad as you know uh, the the event that shall not be mentioned, but apparently decides to have one of the McMahon's wins. Lols, great. We're back in that era again. But no, going back to Hell in the Cell. It's a great. It was a great show. It was one of those shows. I'm like, okay, this is actually. Pretty good. Oh my gosh, this could be one of the best shows of the year. And then it ends with you know Brock Lesnar coming out and just saying like, yeah, I'm gonna rip the door off. Okay, that was kind of cool. And then oh, that cost me money, dude. I was so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't, I didn't lose money, but I didn't win money. I was very, young. I was very angry. It was one of those things where I knew, I know she's the biggest, you know, Brock Lesnar mark. So it's like she's the easiest target for me to kind of vent my anger at. Where it's just like, you, I blame you. I blame you because I know for a fact that you have connections with Brock. You probably called him up and just saying like, oh, you know that matchup between Braun and Roman? Yeah, we don't want that. Let's just. Just fuck everybody up. Let's fuck shit up. <laughs> uh, and so, for a lot of people that are curious as to why I have so much, you know, malice against uh, Demon Diva, that kind of where it starts from. But, it, but, but again, it's one of those situations where I'm, I'm going to say this right now. There's going to come a future date where you'll find out another reason why I'm not scared of her as much, even though people are basically saying, "You know, you're signing your death warrant, right?" It's like, dude, I <laughs> don't care. I've I've honestly faced worse. 
I am going to say that right now, but you'll find that out in a future episode. So, def- so definitely, you know, if you're kind of curious, I'm going to keep that under wraps for right now because there is going to come a point in time where I will reveal why. But again, that's for a future time. That's why a lot of people are, you know, probably curious, but there's also other people that are saying like, yeah, even if you tell us what it is, you're probably still going to die. It's like, I don't care. I know how to counter the super kick. I've seen it done like, you know, how many times have they even done it like this year? See, we got Young Bucks, we got Kevin Owens, we got... Uh, let's just say, like, you know that uh, Infinity Stone? Yeah, we're, it's got its own Infinity Stone. That's how many times the Super Kick has been hit this year. It's like the new... Uh, Christ, like the new chain wrestling. This just happens every match. Everyone gets one. If, uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, everybody hits it, and, you know, it sucks because one of the best got, wrestlers of all time... Shawn Michaels came back, and when you hit it, it's just one of the things where it's like, eh, we've seen it done before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like, oh yeah, you do this too? <laughs> <laughs> I was the originator. Yeah, th- so we have you to thank for this. Thank you, Shawn. Thank you. <laughs> and I, is, he the, is he the first person to do a super kick? As a finisher, at least. I I feel like he is, but they're probably... He He's going to be a famous... I, there's going to be, like, one person that's going to be like, oh, no, this person from New Japan, he did it first, or, no, this person on the indie scene, he did it first, the Fisher, and blah, 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 blah. There's probably going to be somebody, like, pissed off. Let's be real, probably. So there's someone on Twitter we're gonna, who's going to correct us. <laughs> Honestly, if it's Dave or King Ricky, I wouldn't be surprised, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, so, so <laughs> that's one. <laughs> I, I am kind of hoping to get to three, but I'll try and squeeze them in every now and then. So, obviously, this year, I will be talking a bit about uh, some of the best as well as some of the worst movies that have indeed come out this year. Uh, some of the best I've talked about on uh, my show with Val, uh, a lot of the comedies that came out. Uh, I definitely will say this. I'll talk about more of the recent ones that I've seen. Uh did you get a chance to see that new Halloween movie that came out? No, I've never seen a Halloween movie. Well, basically, jeez, I know that. Um, I, I, I know it's weird. Like, as for someone for me, being a movie buff and being a movie like movie connoisseur, there's a lot of movies I haven't seen. Like all those big franchises, I've just never seen, and Halloween is one of them. I've never seen like a Freddy vs. Jason. I've never seen Halloween. I've never seen like all those horror slasher movies. I've just never seen. But I've heard a lot of mixed things about this Halloween movie. People who are like big fans of the franchise weren't a big fan, but kind of casual moviegoers, they said they fucking loved it. Yeah, I was one of those people because I saw the uh, first Halloween, I think, it was definitely before I saw this one because basically all people said was, okay, you just need to see the first one because this is kind of like a sequel to that movie because if you go further on down the franchise, it gets like really messy where they go through like all these different timelines where it's like, oh, this person's related to this person or this person is, you know, doing this and blah, 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 blah. It's like, okay, so definitely just focus on the first one. Yeah, focus on the first one. You'll get all you need to know for the for this Halloween movie. It was actually done very well. There were actually some legitimate points where I was like, oh, okay, this is actually kind of freaky. Um, the kill count was definitely pretty high. I think higher than I was expecting it to be. And some of the kills were just absolutely brutal. There's some points where I'm like, oh, God, no. Just, wow. And, and just that scene where... Uh, <laughs> Where, where literally those two kids bump into Michael Myers and they're just like, oh, sorry, mister. And he just walks off casually like nothing even happened. I'm like, good to know he still has a soft spot for kids where I don't see him like, you know, murdering any of them like a Freddy Krueger or probably a Jason would. 
But it's just one of those things where it's like, well, at least he doesn't, you know, go out to that. I think there's even one scene where he passes by a crib, he just looks down at the baby, and then he just walks away. I'm like, thank you, God. I do not want to see, I do not want to see infant genocide in this movie. Yeah, killing killing children is like something you don't see on TV or like movies. Like it gets gets referenced, but it's not something you actually see all that often. Yeah, and for obvious reasons, because it's 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 going to be one of those things that will be very controversial, and people will just be like, "Yeah, uh, we're not going to talk about this movie anymore." <laughs> but just those kind of moments where it's like. Where it's like, you, you're still in the suspense, it kind of gives you that, you're just hoping they don't go through with it. Yeah, it's a horror movie. It's like, it's a slasher flick. Yeah, there's no there's no need for a political statement of killing children <laughs> in, right. a, in a fucking Michael Myers movie. Jesus. Uh, also, another good movie that came out this year that was kind of very underrated, but I just remember uh, watching it with uh, Agent Cooper. We watched uh, that movie, Hellfest, and it was honestly pretty suspenseful and actually pretty good. The storyline was actually pretty convincing. It's just one of those things where it's like, oh, hey, there's basically like this horror filmed like theme park that goes around the world. And the thing is that they do not credit the uh, the killer in that. They don't mention him in the credit scenes. They don't mention who he is. You look everywhere and it's like, they don't mention who this guy is. So it's like, oh shit. So you literally don't know who this person is. And it has one of the most twisted scenes where it's spoiler alert, guys. They basically show him coming to his house and he just takes off his mask and he's like this wide range of like masks that he picks up over the years and then he just walks into his house and he's basically like a dad he literally just shows a scene where he's talking to his daughter she's coming up he's like daddy's home how was work and i'm like this is effed up but also awesome at the same time you never really see somebody being like hey i live a normal life i just kill people (laughs) That's uh, the Iceman Killer. Oh, really? He was one of those people. Um, it's a Michael Shannon movie <laughs> called Iceman. So it's based on a, it's based on a true a true serial killer um, who was just a heartless motherfucker. Like he he has a bunch of HBO documentaries, but like him being interviewed in jail, and they made a movie about his life. about Michael Shannon, like he lived a double life. Like during the day, he was um, like a hitman. And it's a murderer. And at night, like, he just had a family life. He had a $2, $2 a wife who had no fucking idea that, that he was actually, like, a hitman. Jeez Louise. Yeah, and that... Michael Shannon, fucking, the guy was, the guy was in Kangoo Jack, and now he's a serial killer. Oh, God. <laughs> but, Nate, the Oscars are coming up. Um, it's Oscar season pretty soon. Yeah. And Oscar season is a very good time of year. But I believe Black Panther came out in, what, February? Uh, Last February, of this year. Yeah, I think it was like February or January of this year. Do you think it gets nominated? The best picture? There's rumors saying it might be. Honestly, I think it should. I I got a question. Will it and should it? Um, I guess uh, will it get nominated for best picture? That's up in the air because we've had so many movies throughout the years that we've seen and people are just saying like oh this should have been nominated for best picture this should have been nominated for best picture there's a couple during uh last few years where i'm like oh this definitely should have been nominated i can't think of them off the top of my head but as far as black panther goes uh will it's it's kind of one of those things where i don't know where the oscars or the academy really thinks but i think that it's one of those movies that's very hard to overlook because this is one of those things where it's a it's a marvel spinoff it's one of those things where they just decide 
said, you know what, let's talk about this Black Panther deal. And it turns out to be one of the best movies of this year. I think it's only the second movie to get, I think, about a billion dollars, if I'm not mistaken, was the... Uh, was the box office like that? Something like that. I mean, I think I think it comes like second to Infinity War, so it definitely is going to have a major presence on there. Will it? I'm going to go with a safe bet and say yes. And should it? Definitely. It definitely should because honestly, I looked at this and I thought, wow, this is almost like Marvel's telling telling of the Lion King, and it is actually done in the best possible way. And for those that are you know disagree with me, you kind of look at everything. Thing. They basically are training this young guy to be king. They have somebody basically trying to kill him to take over his kingdom. Uh, there's a scene where literally he talks to his dad, who is dead, and he's talking to a bunch of past kings and stuff like that, so it literally ties in almost exactly like it. And of course, you know, the hero avenges for his kingdom at the end. It's one of those things where I look at this and I think, this is so well done, very well told. It's one of the first few movies that I think a lot of people really can look at it and think, wow, that Marvel's not just about, you know, fictional stuff. They actually incorporate some probably actual, you know, tribe, uh, what am I thinking? Uh, tribe uh, traditions. There we go. It's just very well done. So I'm hoping that it is, and it definitely should be. I think that if it's not even in the same, you know, conversation as Best Picture this year, I think people are going to be pissed. They will be pissed. People are already pissed at the Oscars People are always mad at the fucking Academy for something. It doesn't, doesn't matter who wins, doesn't matter what happens, people are always mad at the Academy. Now, will this be nominated? I, I did see Black Panther, I saw it in theaters. Um, and I, I remember this, this, is what I, this is what I thought about it. It had very, very high expectations, like sky high expectations. I walked out of theater and went, yeah, it hit all of them. No more, no less. It hit all the expectations perfectly. Now, this movie was kind of more than a movie. This was a very important movie for culture. People, like, wet their fucking pants on this movie. People treat this movie like it's gospel. Um, so, and I think the Oscars, the Academy, are so desperate for mainstream attention because, like, uh, their viewership has gone down. The interest has gone down. I think this is a grab to get people in to watch the Oscars. So I think it's going to get nominated to get people in, but I think it's going to create a lot of controversy when it does or doesn't win. Because um, I could easily see it winning for winning Best Picture just to make people fucking happy, but it would also make a lot of people unhappy. And I could see it getting nominated and not winning because it's like, oh, okay, at least it got the nomination. Then people are going to be so butthurt when some fucking artsy-fartsy movie, which should win, is going to win. Now, should it even, even get nominated? Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> Absolutely not. This movie has, I think this movie has no place anywhere near Best Picture. It's a fine movie, don't get me wrong. But you look at Best Picture films, like A Godfather, A Saving Private Ryan, A Forrest Gump, a Pulp Fiction, and I know not all those one Best Picture, but even like a Moonlight, like, it's not one of those captivating, emotionally driven, just like, incredible movies. It's just, it's a summer blockbuster that had a lot of cultural significance. That's what it is. Like, I'm, I mean, Michael B. Michael B. Jordan, sure, give him like a Best Supporting Actor, he was fantastic. The guy who played Black Panther, the Best Supporting Cast, like, I thought they were very one-of-the-mill 
average performances. The, 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 the visual effects, the fight scenes, the action scenes, the story, sure, fantastic. Like I said, it, this is a great movie that hit all expectations. But in the higher ups of film, like there's a difference between film and movies. Black Panther's a movie. It's not a film. All the, the Academy and the Oscars are for films. Yeah, I definitely do see your point there. And it's one of those things where I think we talked about before the show, like, you know, there's some opinions that, you know, are going to matter, and there's some where I just will take it as a great assault. Now, this one is definitely one of those opinions where it's like, I see where you're coming from. And that's probably why the Oscars definitely had a lot of disinterest uh, yeah. this, this 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 year. Uh, and remember, they had, like, the, they were going to have that, like, the, the, the popular movie, or, like, like the most, like, like the... I forgot the the the, uh, uh, the category was, but then they took it away like a month or two later, and that was made for Black Panther or Infinity War. Yeah, that's right. So I, do, I do recall that. That makes, you, that makes you think even more that Black Panther is going to be nominated. It makes you think even more it could win. Now, if it if it does win, I'm I'm like, I'm like great, cool, who cares? So I'm not going to be like, oh, fuck <laughs> this, fuck this, the fucking uh, Lady Gaga should have won, the new space movie should have won. No, I'm not going to give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay, but for the cultural significance alone, sure, I guess it deserves it. But for me personally, I think it has no business being anywhere near there. But, I mean, people see this movie as life-changing, and it can change the whole aspect of filmmaking. And from that lens, sure, it deserves all the praise it gets. But I think people are just overreacting because it's such a sensitive and weird society we live in. Yeah. Like it's a movie. It's a fucking movie. <laughs> I mean, you make a good point. Honestly, I will, will say this: that um, I, th- I think uh, th- this year I only remember bits and pieces of it because that was the year. This is the year that I got completely like blackout. I would almost say blackout drunk. I only remember like bits and pieces of it. Uh, watching it with uh, my co-host Victory Bell, and uh, I do remember like there came like one point where I was so pissed off that one of my uh, nominations didn't win. That I literally just went down to the ground. And I just started doing like this ground pound deal. That apparently my friends say that I do. They call it the the Nate ground pound. Where literally I just go down and I'm just like head first into the carpet or into the floor. And I'm just doing like this like <laughs> this pounding deal on the ground where I'm just like that upset <laughs> or like I mean, I'm like there is there are certain things I will get very angry about. I shouldn't say I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't have said what I said earlier. Sometimes I do give a fuck about who wins that goddamn award. Like, I remember watching the trailer for Darkest Hour last year. I was like, oh, Gary Oldman's winning the best actor, hands down, for Winston <laughs> Churchill. And when if he didn't win, I would have been very angry. <laughs> but he, luckily he did win, and he fucking deserved it. He did an so. absolutely fin- fantastic job. It was a pretty well-done movie, I will admit that. Uh, the movie itself was kind of boring. <laughs> I mean, it was it was the Gary Oldman show. That's just what it was. <laughs> the Darkest Hour under, underscore Gary Oldman show. <laughs> yeah. That'd be amazing. Uh, yeah, there there are going to be quite a few interesting uh, movies this year that will be nominated. I know that uh, Quiet Place. I've definitely talked high about that. Uh, Would have been my favorite movie, but then I also had to reconsider. You know, a couple of other options that were throughout the year. But honestly, you know. Quiet Place is definitely one of those movies where it does a fantastic job. It almost has the same feel as, oh, what was that one? Uh, Shape of Water uh, last year, where the main uh, sort of communication is indeed sign language, which you don't see that much in movies 
And this is one of those examples where it's like, this is actually done very well. And there's a reason behind it. Not just because, you know, they can. It's because they have these aliens that can hear sound. Even, like, small bits of sound, they can hear it. So they literally have... farts. Oh, man. That... <laughs> if, if that gets addressed in the sequel, because literally, I think it was, like, a month after they were saying, like, oh, there's a confirmed sequel for it. I'm like, I'm, I am okay with this. I want to see where this goes. But I will say this, that if Jim from The Office somehow is revived in this movie, I will be shocked, first off. But secondly... You know, I think they said that he's still going to be featured in some capacity. Like, maybe he's going to do, like, there may be, like, these flashback scenes or something like that. Again, well, I, I haven't the, seen it, so I guess he spoiled it for me. I guess he dies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's fine. I, 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 I didn't see it, but, like, I, I heard about it, and I heard, like, the gimmick, and I go, ooh, that's interesting. It takes a lot of balls to make a movie like that. Like, I gave I gave Dunkirk the ballsiest movie of the award, <laughs> like, ever. And I say Dunkirk is the greatest movie I've ever seen that I'll never see again. <laughs> it's just like, that good? It's, it's, it's phenomenal. Like, it's, it's, you take one of the most important things in a movie, it was for Dunkirk specifically, which is characters, a plot, and, like, development, he throws that out the window and just makes it real. A Quiet Place takes one of the most fundamental things of movie, which is sound. Obviously, like, how do you yeah, make a movie yeah. without sound? Like, and A Quiet Place kind of tackles it. And I need to, I actually do need to see it to see how they pull it off. From what I've heard, they pull it off very cleverly with sign language and, like, subtitles and whatever they do. But how do you make a movie without sound? You know, it's one of those things that kind of keeps you on the edge of your seat. Because, you know, yeah. back, back, back when, you know, we did have, like, legit really good horror movies... There's always those moments where you're just, you know, on the edge of your seat thinking like, oh man, they're going to go into this area or they're going to go to this place, blah, blah, blah. And that's, it feels like it's exactly the same way with this movie where it's like you're always on the end of your seat because of the fact that there's literally little to no sound to it. You're always expecting, you know, the sound to be, you know, something like, you know, like one of the creatures or something like that, or maybe like the wind. And... It literally could be something that freaks you out, like you know, like a mouse crawling through the attic or something like that. You're just like, oh god, what was that? Oh, thank god, it was not, it was it wasn't one of those creepy uh, monsters or something like that. It's just one of those things. Where it's a very well done movie. And honestly, I will say this: going into uh, 2019, we still have a lot to look forward to. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Glass when it comes out. Uh, yes. one, one of the one of the most comedic movies probably of this year, is going to be uh, De- Detective Pikachu, which I don't know if you've seen the trailer for that. I, I, I avoid trailers, but I was just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I watched it, I'm just like, why is Pikachu like a stuffed animal? Like, <laughs> I, I watched Pokemon religiously as a kid, and Pikachu didn't have fur, motherfuckers. <laughs> like, this isn't Ted, alright? Like... <laughs> I, I, so, this, I, I don't know. This is going to be one of those movies that I'm going to look at and think this could have a good running with Ted, but I don't think it's going to beat it. I think that Ted and Ted 2 are definitely one of the best uh, duo comedies that I've seen, especially when you consider all the subjects that they talk about. Uh, but, you know, Ryan Reynolds starring as Pikachu, and literally he can only verbally talk to this one kid while everybody else just hears him do the classic, you know, Pika Pikachu. It's like, okay, this... This is going to be interesting. So this is literally like like somebody saying, hey, we're taking real-life Ash Ketchum and putting him in a movie. It's like, okay, uh, interesting. Yeah, but is it known, was Ash able to understand them? Or is this like, or is this, to, like, 
that doesn't make any sense to me. That sounds ridiculous, to be honest. This whole movie sounds fucking ridiculous. So let me get this straight. Ash, this is what you're just, based on this movie logic, is what you're trying to tell me. Uh-huh. Ash could, could speak. Ash could speak Pokemon, but he was the only one. Everyone else has heard Pika Pika, because like. I'm pretty sure when Misty speaks to Side, not not Side, like like Goldine or something, they understand. So I think it's just a Pokemon thing that Pokemon trainers can understand their Pokemon. Not only it's a different language, but I don't know. It's this pretty like putting logic in an illogical situation. It's like fucking wrestling. Like, <laughs> but this movie sounds like it shouldn't be made. I'm gonna say that. <laughs> and this is also why we'll probably not get the uh, Kings of the Ring best of series yet. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um. Uh, also, some other movies that are coming out next year. Uh, I recently just watched this, and I am excited for the sequel to this. Uh, Welcome to Zombieland has their sequel set for next year mm. in October. Fuck Zombieland! It would be terrible. <laughs> but it, it has sucks. But it has Bill Murray. I mean, of course, no, Bill Murray was amazing. Let's be real. Bill Murray deserves an Oscar for that one. <laughs> but, but like Jesse Eisenberg, I hate him. Uh, Woody Harrelson. I hated Woody, Har- Woody Harrelson, but it's only until recently I was like, fuck, Woody <laughs> Harrelson's a really good actor. Like, um, Two Billboards, he was amazing. Um, True Detective Season 1, he was amazing. Like, what else is he really good in? Uh, well, he was in uh, The Hunger Games, I don't know if that makes a difference. Yeah, no, 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 no. Okay. I didn't like Watching children kill each other, nah, dude. Hunger Games is another fucking franchise I think shouldn't exist. Um, <laughs> fuck, well, oh. Not Inglourious Bastards. One, it's like the black and white movie. It's like back of the... He has him and that sidekick chick that's murdering people. It's one of his earlier films. Different. Not Generation Kill. No, fucking... Uh, Natural Born Killers. Oh, okay. Excellent in that movie as well. So Woody Harrelson... This is, I guess this is a dud for him. I did. I fucking hate Zombieland. <laughs> well, again, everybody has a right to their opinion, but whatever. Um, we also have uh, Captain Marvel coming out, as well as the second part of Infinity War, which I've mentioned on uh, the Stanley Tribute show. I mentioned the fact that you know they're probably going to have this is probably be the, like the last two Stanley cameos that we'll see, and that's going to be one of the reasons why it's going to probably rake in so much. My people are probably going to still criticize you know the plot line and shit like that, but they're still going to see it just to see Stanley on the big screen one last time. It's, Apparently, the rough cuts three hours. Yeah, that's what I heard too. I literally saw that. I thought, you know what? I'm okay with this because they have so much that they have to get through. They have to get through, you know, defeating Thanos, but they also have to develop new characters because if they are going to be killing off all the Avengers, they need to have you know other characters that people can kind of you know follow with and. It will be very tough. It, this is going to be a very risky movie, I think, in my opinion. I think uh, Avengers 5 is going to be one of the most unpredictable, but also probably one of the most hard-to-create movies, depending on what they do. Uh, dude, I'm still on Winter Soldier. <laughs> That's how far back I am, dude. I have, I have, I have, I have so many fucking of these movies I haven't seen. Like, I've seen some of them here and there. Like I've seen both Guardians of the Galaxy movies. But like in terms of the whole major plot line... Yeah, I'm still on Winter Soldier. <laughs> like, fuck. <laughs> I mean, you know you know me, dude. I don't give a fuck about Marvel movies really anymore. After the first Avengers, I was like, oh, great, that was amazing, I'm done. <laughs> and then I got kind of sporadically here and there watched some of, um, Phase 2. And Iron Man 2 is one of the best ones out there. You'll shit all over it. 
uh, they'll some people just shit on stuff because they just need something to shit on. I mean, you and I both know that from wrestling. They'll still find a reason to hate it. It's just like yeah, fuck Roman Reigns. <laughs> well, they're not. I don't hear people saying that anymore. <laughs> but uh, actually, actually, I do want to point that out. All the fucking oh, I just farted, so I'd be dead if we as if we were in, if we're in a silent movie. Um, oh, Quiet Place. Sorry, I, I do want to talk about Bob Roman Reigns. Um, all right. All the people who hated him for years, they don't have the fucking right to say thank you, Roman. <laughs> they don't have a fucking right to chant for his name. They don't have a fucking right to be on his side now. You hated him all that time. I don't want to hear you bullshit saying thank you, Roman. You Six months ago, you were wishing he had leukemia. Now that he has it, you're like, fuck, I'm an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... I will. I will agree with that. I think that it's one. Pop is your wrestling fans. It's like when there's a thank you woman chant. I just I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't chant because I was one of those people. Actually, I wasn't a woman hater, but like I was one of those people who was like, oh, we got pushed on my phone. I didn't want him where he was, but so I, I support Joe. But fuck Roman Reigns. <laughs> I stand by my principles. <laughs> I. I've been a Roman Reigns fan for quite a while, and I will say this, there have been some times where I've doubted what they've done with him. I will, you know, now admit a lot of things that he's done have definitely been very either cringeworthy or just not that good, but I've never, like, full-on hated him for something that, you know, he said. But, uh, yeah, it's just one of those things where I do agree with what you're saying. It's one of those things where, you know, people can be so bipolar and thinking, oh, well, this... You know, this guy, I hate him so much, and then literally he's like, well, he's donating to, like, kids in, like, you know, second world countries and stuff like that his free time. And I think well, Sami Zayn's a perfect example of that. He's literally, st- I think he's still got that foundation for uh, supporting kids in other countries. So some people could be like, oh, Sami Zayn sucks, he's stupid, blah, 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 blah. And then you find out about this, like, yeah, Sami Zayn's awesome. It's like, dude, shut up. You don't have a right. <laughs> you don't have a right. <laughs> yeah, like, like... Roman Reigns, the character, hate him. Terrible. Comes back, I'll probably boo him. Um, <laughs> the one person to boo. It's because of the character. I know. I mean, I, his in-ring work, amazing. I've always been a fan of his in-ring work, but his promos and his booking, I've never been a fan of. So, fuck him. But the man, Joe, whatever, I can't, I don't know his last name, but Joe, whatever his Samoan name is. <laughs> No, I've always had nothing but love and respect for the man, for his media appearances, how he deals with kids, like being the head of the company. He's always, from day one, I said he's been, that's why he's the guy, because what he can do out of the ring. So, always love and respect for the actual man. So I'm sticking to my principles. Roman Reigns, fuck him. Joe, annoy, 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 annoy. Love him. I'm literally going to be looking forward to hearing... Uh, Rick, Ricky and Dave just saying like, "Oh, you don't know Joe's last name," and you'll probably just be like, "You did, you don't know his last name either," and they'll be like, "Yeah, I, I do. I you didn't look, you didn't I know after you looked at Wikipedia." <laughs> I can't pronounce it. <laughs> so I can't spell Shayna or Baszler. <laughs> I might be dyslexic. I haven't, I haven't gotten checked out. Actually, I, I think I think one day I was like, "Mom, have I ever been like have I ever been checked for dyslexia?" She's like, "No, you don't have it." I think. Like, wait, 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 wait. So I have taken the test. <laughs> <laughs> and you plan on telling me this when? <laughs> I was like, she thought I had this. Like, because dude, there'll be sometimes like I'm reading a word, and like I'll be reading a sentence, I'll say a word, it's just not there. <laughs> like, like my brain and eyes are just like, sorry, dude, you're on your own. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, it's just like Roman, Roman Reigns is the greatest piece of crap of all time. No, it's just Roman Reigns is the greatest superstar of all time. I, I know what I saw. 
I'm reading this article and it says this shit. And other people are just like, no, it says superstar, it says superstar. It's like, I know what I saw. But also that's probably, also that's probably me just saying fuck Roman Reigns. <laughs> it's, it's just like that, uh, oh man, it's, it's, it's like a kaleidoscope where you're just like shifting it around and somehow superstar does look like it says crap. <laughs> What's more convenient for me right now? <laughs> <laughs> Basically. <laughs> oh my God. But, oh man, I am so looking forward to, uh, going to WrestleMania th- this year. It's literally, like I've said, I, honestly, it was because of you guys that I got the, you know, well, I will say King Ricky definitely started it. He definitely said, oh, dude, you're going to come to WrestleMania? You're going to come to SummerSlam? I'm like, well, I can't make it to SummerSlam. WrestleMania is a maybe. And it's just, again, you guys are just, like, ed- edging me t- forward. It's like, come on, you know you want to. You know you want to. Access is a blast. WrestleCon's a blast. NXT is a fucking blast. It's it's just a week of craziness. It's thank God. It's, actually, no. I wish it was in New Orleans again. <laughs> I wish it was in New Orleans every year. I wish it was in God's cereal bowl every single goddamn year. <laughs> oh man, I gotta also uh, make sure I look out for th- those tickets for you know Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, as well as uh, NXT Takeover because I think that Takeover. Uh, well, I think they're calling it Takeover New York instead of uh, Takeover Brooklyn this year. I don't know why, but it's, I guess, what they're going with. Uh, yeah, it should be Brooklyn Five. That's what it is. It, it literally is. But they decide, no, we're going to go down a different route. It's like, why? Brooklyn's like one, one of the thing best. That was, one thing that was kind of bouncing around the, the void was that uh, Kings of the Rings ran with Dan, whoever. We're going to try and convince people to just shovel money out for a, an NXT suite. Ooh, that was. We did that for Rumble. Oh, Ricky, Ricky put down the money for Rumble, and it was fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Barclays, if we can get, like, 10 people, 15 people, that'd be amazing. So, be well, on the lookout for that. Well, well, you know that I'm going to already be one, so... <laughs> yeah. Uh, Man. I don't know, we'll see. It's in April. I'll definitely be employed by then, doing something. <laughs> I'll be making I'll be making good. I'll be making... One way or another, I'll be making... Fair enough. You heard it here first from Willy Wildfire. <laughs> yeah, dude. This is being, ugh, I hate being unemployed. It's fucking terrible. It's been, let's say, Friday. I don't even know what day it is. It's been... What's the date today? Uh, today's the 16th. 16th. It's been a little over two weeks. That's it. Two and a half weeks. Oh, man. That that can be very agonizing. I, I actually do remember uh, when I got fired from one of my jobs at the... Uh, the at a, at a hotel. I think it maybe took me about a month before I was able to find my feet and work at now you know eleven years at Walmart. So it's it is a definitely a trialing process. It's definitely one of those things where some people will be like, I don't know, you still got fired though. That's the problem. You obviously did something wrong. It's like don't judge me just because of one thing. Judge me because of all the good things that I've done. Give, give yeah. me that. <laughs> just. <laughs> And actually, I think this might be the first time I've ever actually acknowledged that I actually got fired from one job. But it was just one job, though. All the other jobs, I've either quit or I've just said, yeah, no, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Dude, I was hoping so hard. I was like, I, I, want, I wanted to quit so bad. I wanted to get a new job and quit so bad. Because I knew it was only a matter of time before they were going to let me go. So this was, this was no surprise to me in any way, shape, or form that I got let go. Um, it was probably a few months overdue, to be honest. But... I was just, I was, I wanted so bad to get that job, and just walk in and be like, I quit. <laughs> I've, I've never, I've never been fired, it's the first time I've ever been fired, um, 
every other time I've left for school, or I've, just, I've, just, I've just quit, just for whatever reason. Um, so, you know, it was the first time for everything, but... Were you hoping to do like a like a CM Punk deal where you just like cut this major promo and then just being like, "I'll do respect. I don't need to work for you. You need to work for me." And just some random shit like that. No, because like as I, there's no there was no, there's no hate between my former employer. Like there's okay. no there's no malice. There's just like the company was just not going in a good direction for the past few months. For the past like six months. Um, so it was frustrating because, like, there would be days where I wasn't doing anything. Like, literally, wasn't doing anything. So, that's frustrating. So, I was, I, I've been applying to jobs since June, like, pretty much. I mean, <laughs> don't tell anyone. Been, <laughs> like, like, well, like, like, I'd get home from work and just apply to jobs. I'd take, like, an hour, hour and a half just to apply to jobs, um, every day to see what was out there. And, like, before work, I'd go on a few interviews and just see what would happen and nothing really took off, but then the week before I was fired, I had two interviews, uh, one with ABC News Radio, mm. and the other one was a contract gig with uh, a hospital, actually, I need a videographer. Um, I'll get a final answer after Thanksgiving from ABC, and then Mount Sinai, I haven't heard anything back, so I didn't get the job there, but whatever. Mm. Other than that, I'm just going to bartend and hustle, and bet on wrestling. Betting on wrestling is a great investment. Uh, if all goes well, if all goes well, uh, I have to survive Survivor Series. One, I won't have to eat a pepper. And two, I'll be able to pay you back for WrestleMania in two weeks. That's how long it takes to get the money out. But I'll be able to pay you back in full. So that'll be a yeah. sweet fucking deal. Yeah, just remember that when you guys lose this Sunday, don't blame me for the pepper. Blame King Ricky for that. I'm blaming. I'm fucking blaming Dave for one picking Kyrie Sane. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I that that is legitimately one of those things where I I I was just I just remember King Ricky just having that that look of just desperation. Like Dave, you know what you have to do? Just pick right, and we're gonna be fine. And then he just picks the absolute opposite, and the I just see the life just being sucked out of King Ricky's body. I'm just like, oh my god. This is like that. I just, I just wish for five minutes I could jump into his thought process. Because then, what he said afterwards, he was like, "I see, oh, I see Becky dropping the title, and then winning the Rumble, and then getting it back." Like, what? <laughs> like, wait, 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 wait. Back up here. How? How does that go into your thought process? Like, at least when my first answer, talking in circles about Nick Giacobbe, right. at least kind of, that kind of made sense when it got to the end. But, like, when Dave has a thought and he gets to the end, you just kind of go back and go, wait a minute. What? <laughs> <laughs> not, all, not only are none of those things going to happen, but none of those things you think are going to happen make any sense. I, I, will say, I will say this, that it would be kind of cool to see, in a way, that, that hap- happening, not like, you know, necessarily Charlotte Wayne, because I do kind of agree that, 
you know, I would have picked Ronda, but Agent Cooper was in charge of that. And literally, I'm just like, you know what? I've already shown enough weakness with this team, so I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> I'm literally just going to be like, you know what? No, no, I'm I'm hoping that this doesn't go too well. And I literally thought to myself, he's going to pick, Dave is going to pick Ronda. Great, we're, we're screwed, we're screwed. And then he'd show sorry. I'm like, oh, Boy, this this is going to be a night of very interesting proportions because yeah, Dave's going to be here watching. I'm going to smack him a hug up <laughs> the other. The other. He, he's going to come. He, he comes to Hoboken. We're going to order some wings or Chinese food. Um, I just watched the show. It's going to be fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I, um, it's one of those things where uh, this this, 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 this yeah. Sunday, yeah, yeah, it is this Sunday. Takeover War Games Two is tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the fact that it's actually going to be the actual War Games formats than last year where it was just like, oh, we're going to put, you know, the tag teams in here, and hey, we're going to throw two men out in a couple minutes. I'm like, no, that's not what I remember War Games being. This was like... Yeah, War, War Games was the NWO smashing Ric Flair's head in between, in between a, a, a gate and a door. But, <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you were going to pick somebody that was going to be like exactly like NWO, I guess you have to go with Undisputed Eric because they're yeah. freaking amazing. Um, yeah, this is going to be a very... Interesting, interesting event. Um, NXT is always tough to pick. It's very hard predictions. For, I struggle with NXT. WWE is easy. <laughs> it's fucking money, literally. NXT is a little more difficult. No, no, I definitely do agree with that. Uh, and I finally did get a chance to listen to like all the tiebreakers and stuff like that uh, after I left the show. And some of them, I'm kind of like, okay, this would be interesting. This would be okay. There are tiebreakers that make sense, and I do agree with. Uh, Ricky, when he was talking about, you know, just, like, fuck the announced table deal, because yep. that just, that, that just gets so old, like, so There's fast. No thought into it. It's just, okay, flip a coin. <laughs> but, uh, oh, wait, going back to my thought process earlier with, uh, with, with Becky, I could see her winning the Rumble, facing Ronda at Mania, and being the first one to make Ronda tap out. If it's one of those things where it builds up to that moment, I would be okay with Charlotte picking up the, the victory, because it's like, oh, okay, well, it's easy for her to, you know, get, you know, pinned. But it's going to be very difficult for her to submit because Ronda, I has she submitted in MMA? Because I don't recall her submitting. Ronda, yeah, has she submitted someone in M- MMA? Off the top of my head, I don't know. Um, I know, like when she was at her peak, she just knocked people out in like sixteen seconds, um, and then she got tapped out and knocked out a few times. But maybe not in MMA. Or UFC. I bet she has. She has to. Maybe like Strike Force or something. I'm going I'm I'm to look it up really quick before, yeah. before before we close off the show. Because that is yeah, something. Because this is one of those things where it's like, you know what? If she has not tapped out and Becky Lynch is the one to to do it, I would legitimately be like super impressed. Okay, so mix. Yeah, because Ronda is not losing until her contract is up. Period. Or this year's he's not if she is gonna lose she's gonna lose at WrestleMania. I won't be surprised if she wins because she, her, she has she has a one year deal. Her deal's up like around WrestleMania time, and she's on record saying she wants to start a family soon. And if you've seen her make out with her husband after her she wins, she might make it on the in front of the fucking crowd. <laughs> <laughs> um, she she seems really horny. <laughs> it seems like she, she, it's up to her. She might drop the belt at Mania. You know, take a year off, have a family. And then come back. Or Vince can be like, listen, we're going to give you all this money, and you're going to be the face of this company. Especially now that Roman's gone. So, 
that's a decision she's going to have to make. And come WrestleMania time, she's going to win or lose, depending on her decision. This is very um, true. Now, who she goes up against, I still think it's going to be Charlotte, because Vince is so stubborn, and he books from Mania to Mania backwards, and it makes sense. But we now have Stone Cold Becky Lynch right now. Yeah, it's very hard to deny that. Okay, so I got her uh, her record on here. Uh, she has not lost by submission. She's only lost by knockout. So if she if she takes a pinfall loss on Sunday, it's kind of one of those things where like, okay, that's that's okay because there's a point where she does show a little bit of that, you know. Yeah, she's not going to. No, I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. But you know, if she were to lose by submission, that's going to be the one that really stands out because you know. And they could she's definitely. Never tapped in a, she's never tapped in a whole career. Period. Yeah, it's. Oh damn! I don't know if she's gonna be okay with that. <laughs> I, I I see that more happening with Becky Lynch than with Charlotte. I don't, I think that once you know Charlotte tries to lock in the figure eight, Ronda's literally just gonna be able to like go Super Saiyan and just like break Charlotte's leg by breaking up the entire <laughs> submission move, and then we just get her locking in that oh god awful armbar. I. I, at first, I was kind of like, it's still a good move, but then I kind of look at how she's doing it, and I'm like, wow, this is like... Oh, Becky's? No, 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 uh, Ronda's armbar. The really bad version that a lot of people are thinking, like, oh, well, it looks good. It, it, it looks mean, it's good, a, but it's, it's a real armbar, arm just, uh, you know, not quite as real. Yeah. It, it definitely looks watered down, is kind of what yeah, I'm getting Yeah, well, of course. At. But, you know, you, you look at Becky Lynch's armbar, and it literally looks like it, she's going to pop somebody's shoulder out. I mean, legitimately... We thought that she broke Alexa Bliss's, you know, arm that one time on SmackDown, and then we find out, oh, she's double jointed. Like, fuck, that's right. <laughs> it's a great spot. Oh my god! I, if Alexa Bliss just keeps doing that throughout her career, I will still be cringing about it. But I will st- then I'll remember after she hits somebody in the face, like, oh crap, she's double jointed. That's right. <laughs> just, <laughs> it's just one of those things you don't really take into consideration. Smile but- and wave, boys. Smile and wave. With, with, with her double jointed arm, it's just was like the oh god, <laughs> god dang it, oh man. So, all right. So I think this is a good one to uh, close off on. Will, thank you so much for being a part of the show. It's always fun having you on. Always fun to listen to your opinions. Some I agree with, some I disagree with. But it's also really good to find out the behind the scenes deal. I think you know stuff between you and Dave. And honestly, I'm looking forward to the Twitter post where it shows him just being like completely knocked out, and you're just standing over him like, take this pepper and eat it, you bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> looking, looking back, yeah, I'm going to have to eat some shit for this one. <laughs> That's right, because we're the... Oh, wait, no, this is my show. Um, <laughs> Nate, Nate, thank you so much for having me. Uh, round two was just as fun as round one. I was uh, completely sober this time. Um, <laughs> Parts you'll remember of it. <laughs> Always a great time. Uh, if you want to find me everywhere, Tease and Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K. I don't use social media that much, but if you, inter- if you, one thing social media has taught me, if you interact with me, I will interact with you back. Yes, you gotta make, you gotta make the first move. Make a hot chick. Just make the first move. <laughs> and of course, King's Wings Podcast, K-O-T-R underscore podcast on all the feeds. Anywhere to be found. Guys, 2019 is going to be huge for us the win with Ann, um, and more to come, so stay tuned, if you're a fan of me, and fan of what I do, fan of Ricky's, um, stay tuned, because it's only going to get better, Nate, thank you so much for having me, and I can't wait to come back. <laughs> Not a problem, man, you're always welcome, and I will say this, you guys, go check them out on the Kings of the Ring podcast, like I said, it's 
one of the most entertaining shows that you'll ever listen to. Uh, you can also listen to a lot of the other stuff on Wrestle Attic Radio, which includes Rant with Ant, Who's Got Next, Gift of Podcast, a lot of crazy stuff happening in 2019, like he said. Mainly for us, it's going to be finally the interaction between uh, Game Changer and Kings of the Ring Podcast. We're actually going to be seeing each other in person during WrestleMania time. Uh, It's going to be an absolutely insane deal. And it's probably going to be the last big event that I will remember because if if everything is true, I probably just signed my death warrant. So this will be kind of one of those things where it's like, I'll watch WrestleMania, and then after WrestleMania is done, it's like he was never seen again because obviously, you know, mysterious reasons, and literally it just shows a picture of Issa just having, like, a bloody stiletto. It's like, this could mean a lot of things. <laughs> this could mean... People will die. <laughs> that is literally what it's probably going to be. So for Willie, this has been The Game Changer. I've been Nate the Great. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Dave, all due respect, we love you, but at the same time, I think you go a little above and beyond, even, even for me, man. But at the same time, looking forward to having you on next month. Uh, next month, guys, also is the 12... 12- Days of booking, fantasy bookings, whether it's talking about movies and stuff like that, but also tune in to a lot of the top lists for top matches this year, as well as top ma- uh, movies this year. There's going to be a lot to talk about. We're on the road right now to the Oscars. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be insane. So have a good one, guys. And remember, War Games is tomorrow. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be one of those things where literally we're probably going to lose our minds. Go figure. It's NXT. Have a good one, guys. Bye bye. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.